0: How excited are you for this new season that we are stepping in? Amen. Only two people said. How about others? Amen. Amen. He's good. He's good. He's been good to us. He's been so good to us. feel his presence so heavy just clean on him you know if I don't do anything today, tonight it's fine if I don't speak any single verse it's fine but if you can just feel his presence and go back home with that that's enough that's enough Wow uh, Yeah, we, we what are we doing for the last twenty-three days? What are we doing? Come on guys. We are feasting, okay. Very good. I got one person saying we are feasting, we are crying for revival. We're interceding. Okay. Can can I get a little more little more gain if that's okay? Well I I, I I, you know, one of my recent thing to do is to learn about different revivals that has happened in the past. You know, if you look back in the history, there are about four or five actual documented revival which has happened across the world. There are many which has not been documented, right? There are many which has happened but is never written or never, uh, you know, documented in the proper way but there are about 5 or 6 uh, actual documented revival and if you see one very common thing about each of this revival was the fact they were consistent okay they were they were consistent in approaching If I can say this, revival starts with our consistency. And in all this revival has hap- which has happened, there's one more thing which is significantly seen or observed is the fact when a revival hits, when a revival comes to a certain place, that place changes forever. That place gets a new identity. That place becomes famous. Not just famous, but people would just walk into that place just to experience the move of God. And to 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 make that change happen, God needs to restore few things in that process. So revival is also restoration. It changes the approach of people in that place. If revival hit us and if we don't change, ah, there's a problem. If we do this 30-day fasting prayer and if we don't change, ouch, there is a problem. With revival comes restoration. Are we excited to get restored or changed? Come on. Show your excitement. Are you excited for this new season that's going to come? The, that's why I said when I when I started when I came here and I started worshiping, I I sensed so many of you have already been upgraded in your spirit. There is so much of deposit that's happened in your spirit in this last 23 days. We still have about six more days to go. By the end of it, I'm telling you, you'll be known as a different person. <laughs> I'm not making this up just because I have a stage and I have a microphone, I can say anything. No, this is something that I've received in my spirit. Amen? Amen? Amen. So remember, by the end of it, you are a new person. Which means you should not or you cannot function the same way that you were functioning for so long. You understand what I'm trying to say? See, if if I have a car which is of 800 cc or 1,000 cc, I remove the engine and I put like a 2,000 cc engine, can it still be driven in the same way? Can I, can I, can I say that? You're getting a new upgraded engine. Hey For all those folks who likes to play video games, probably in the uh, 90s when I used to play video game, we had this road rash, right? I don't know if they had a boost. They had a boost, right? You click on that boost, your bike goes zoom. I, I'm, I'm sensing that some of you are getting that extra pack of boost. Which means the acceleration is, is, is extreme but having an understanding of this with you and you still function without using that it's a dangerous thing knowing that you have an armor to defend the enemy but you still sit in that room saying that I don't want to fight is a problem can we change our attitude in this season Can we walk into the room like we have been upgraded? I I sense some of you have been feeling the guilt of being oppressed or or put down by people in your workplace or your businesses. But I'm telling you, starting now, that's going to change. You're going to walk into the room and people will just give you the honor. You will just walk into that meeting and people will start listening to you. You will just take a project and you know for the fact that, yes, I can do this. No matter how tough, no matter how challenging that looks like. But God has deposited that extra boost in this season for you to achieve. Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate our God? Amen. I wanna take I wanna take a moment and thank Apostle Friji for everything that he has done, everything that he's doing. <laughs> celebrate <laughs> So blessed to have a leader and a covering like this. You know, we grow under their covering. We grow under Apostle and Pastor Rashmi's covering. Amen. I also thank our very dear man of God, Pastor Joe. And Pastor Anir. if you want to learn about growth, if you want to learn about growth, sit with them. You understand? If you want to learn about growth, sit with them. I also want to take a moment and appreciate our dear prophet, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. Over the, over the years it has amazed me how they have moved from mountains to mountains to mountains and they have carried all of us along with that we don't have to go to the valley and then go to the mountain we are literally jumping from one mountain to another mountain, come on, come on, celebrate celebrate please be seated hey, amen God is so good. God is so good. As I said, there is a restoration that's happening you know, that is, is, is brought into effect as we do this fasting prayer for, the, for another six days. We've been doing this for 23 days, another six or seven days. Things are going to change. Things are definitely going to shift. Now, what I want to talk about today is all about restoration. I was telling my wife, I, I, I don't know what to speak. There is a lot that God has given me. You know, Lord is teaching me multiple things. But how do I even even convey that? And, and, and one thing which I have heard constant in this last 30 or rather 23 days, I think every man of God and woman of God who have come on this stage have touched upon building and restoration. And my spirit was, you know, glued into that concept, glued into that way of understanding how restoration work. Talking about restoration, um, back in my teenage days, one of my favorite shows was to, uh, you know, watch this the series, which I don't know which channel it was. It was History Channel. There used to be a series where they used to take all the cars from junkyards and they used to restore it, you know, and they used to, or, or maybe actual car, which is probably in a very bad condition, broken window, doors not op- opening, clutch not working, they'll just take it, put it in a garage, they will restore it, do a brilliant paint job, put a new engine, and they will surprise the owner. Have you seen those series? Yes. Come on, we all have seen that, right? I don't know what's that called, respiration, something. Overhauling. Huh? Overhauling. Overhauling. Okay. I don't know if that's still there. But I used to enjoy the final part where they show the pre and the post. And they remove that curtain or the veil out of that car. And the owners will be like, oh, Are you serious? Are you serious? This is my car? It looked like a piece of junk, but it looks now amazing. When I think about restoration, it's, it's like that. When restoration hits you, you will be the center of attraction. People would be in awe of you. People would just look at you and say, wow, what's up with this man? What's going on with this girl? She wasn't like this. You know, she didn't have this, this way of communicating. She didn't have the way that she is dealing with these things. How come he's become so matured? Can you understand the fact of the pre and the post is total opposite? It changes the identity of the person or the individual. And I feel we are in that season of getting restored. We are getting a new paint job. We're getting a new engine. You know, we're getting cool features, you know. I don't know if you've, if you've seen that series, you'll know. Amen. I want, to, I want to turn your attention to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. And the title of the chapter is Restoration for Israel amen? amen are you are you excited for this yes you know this is this is a conversation which the lord is having with prophet ezekiel and and the lord is telling him to the prophet that what he thinks about israel that any everything that's happened in the past the Lord is restoring. The Lord is changing the things in this process. Okay, come, let's, let's read this together. And I want you to, to work with me in this. Can we all do that? Okay, come on, let's read this. One, two, three. Son of man, prophesy to Israel's mountain. Give them this message. O mountain of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Your enemies have taunted you, saying, ah, now the ancient heights belongs to us. Hold on. Go back to verse 1. Son of man, prophesy to Israel's mountain. Okay. What what is the significance of mountain here? Well, Mountain, if you look in Bible, you know, represents a holy place. You know, you've seen numerous times God uh, or people having encounter on a mountaintop. You know, God calling Moses up the mount to have that conversation. So mountain in general in Israel has a very specific understanding saying that it's a very holy place. But you know what happened over the years? The holy place has been defiled by people. It's been used for various idolatry practices, which is against the will of God, which is not something that God intended when he created these mountains. In fact, I, I, can, I can show you, In God was so furious. If you go back to Ezekiel's book, uh, Book of Ezekiel chapter 6, verse 2 onwards. Uh, if team, you can put that up. Ezekiel chapter 6, verse 2 onwards. God is so furious that the people have used the mountain for all the wrong reason. It says, son of man, turn and face this mountain of Israel and prophesy. Prophesy. This is a God who had created this mountain. Now he is telling the prophet saying that prophesy against them. Go ahead. Proclaim this message from the Sovereign Lord against the mountain of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to the mountain and the hills and the ravens and the valleys. I am about to bring war upon you and I will smash your pagan shrines. Wow. People have used this place to worship pagan gods. People, have used this space for all the wrong reasons, but not what God had intended. Go next. All your altars will be demolished and your places of worship will be destroyed. I will kill your people in front of your idols. Go next. I will lay your corpse in front of your idols and scatter your bones around your altars. Whenever you live there, you will be desolation, and I will destroy your pagan shrines. Your altars will be demolished. Your idols will be smashed. Your place of worship will be torn down. And all that, all that religious object you have made now you can understand the heart of God here by just reading these verses. That He is so frustrated, He is so angry that people have used this place, people have used mountain for very wrong thing, and He is at the place where He's saying that I am going to destroy everything. Can you understand that two side of Father, one which is. Very soft, tender hearted. And the other one is very aggressive. This is the aggressive side. Which is giving you like patak. Saying, what have you done this? Is this the thing that I told you to do? Right? But when you come to chapter 36, God shows a different heart. Okay, now let's read 36 verse 1 again. Now this is again a conversation which... The Lord is having with the prophet. Son of man, prophesy to Israel's mountain. Okay, hold on. What was the earlier declaration? Against the mountain. Now God has changed heart. He's like, ah, my kids. I know how much you do bad. I still come for you. He's saying, prophesy to Israel's mountain. Give them this message. O mountain of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. You know, this is, this is an instruction for us. If you don't know how to get restored, turn your ways back to the word of the Lord. If you don't know how to change yourself, turn yourself to the word of the Lord. Because this is the Lord himself saying, hear. So for so long you have not heard this. You have not heard the word of the Lord for so long. Now hear the word of the Lord. You know, I, I, wanna, I want you to analyze this. I don't know if it's only with me, but one of, one of, I've, I've realized over this year that one of the areas where the enemy always wants to attack is the fact that he wants to cut down your Bible reading? <laughs> have you have you noticed that? Have you experienced that? Because he knows when you read, when you go back to the Word of Lord, you are receiving instructions. Now he can make you sing, he can make you dance, he can he can make you worship, he can come put you on the stage, preach for three hours, but. If he is able to cut you off from reading Word of God, uh, are you He's telling us, you know, go back, read, hear the Word of the Lord. Restoration starts by going back to the word. you know? If you feel like you, You you have no way around, you have no idea. Go back to the word of Lord. You know it, you know, when you when you when you read the word, word speaks to you. Which means it gives you instructions for that situation, for that timeline that you are in. So it's a clear instruction saying that hear the word of Lord. Okay, let's go to the next verse. Okay, we, we gotta probably read a lot of verses today. Is that okay? Yes. I, I'm not really used to do a lot of verses, but uh, you know if you have to get restored, you have to get out of your comfort zone as well, right? Yes. I I I'm ready to do that. Are you? Yes. I don't know if you have time. We have I guess one more hour, but let's see how much we can do with it. Verse two. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Your enemies have taunted you saying, ah, now the ancient heights belongs to us. This has been a constant try of enemy Conquering what we have. Now he might not physically conquer, but he uses those cheap tactics, as I mentioned, you know. Making sure that you're not reading the word of God. His job is not to actually, see, to to take you in possession. No, 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 no. His job is just to distract you. His job is just to put that element of doubt and just leave you there confused. Did, 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 Did Lord really tell you don't eat that fruit? Did. Did. He didn't say, please. Please, please, no, no, no. Did God tell you? Doubt and boom. That confuses. So he has this habit of claiming our heights. But see what Lord says. Verse 3. Therefore, son of man... Give the mountains of Israel this message from the sovereign lords. Your enemies have attacked you from all directions making you the property of many nations and the object of much mocking and slander. That's the nature of enemy, who takes the possession, who, who puts us in, in, in such a place where we feel attacked from all places. Have, have you felt that? It's not just one place that you're getting attacked, but you look right, you look left, you look up, you look down. Everywhere there is attack. Everywhere there is something that's coming on you. They are trying to take us as their property. They are trying to now own us in this time. Verse 4. Therefore, O mountain. Okay. Verse 4. Can we have verse 4? Therefore, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of Sovereign Lord. He speaks. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hear the word of Sovereign Lord Say He speaks He speaks God is talking to you Some of, some of us In this season Very intimate Not like how we used to talk In the past The conversation has become More and more and more Intimate And I want you to experience that I want you to understand This conversation that you Have with one of the best things that you can do is you can document it, because oftentimes when we have this conversation, there are, there are, things which is released which can change years and years of our lives ahead. But if we miss those instructions, ah, there is no point of oh I'm I'm at God. I'm happy. What did you do for, with that? We can document, we can actually go back and write. So, he is saying he speaks to the hills and the mountains, ravens and the valleys, and to the ruined waste and long deserted cities that have been destroyed and mocked by the surrounding nations. So, 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 Lord is trying to. Say that it's been too long that I know you've been facing all these issues. You've been attacked. You've been put into uh, in a situation where people are mocking you, uh, saying all bad things, and, and they're trying to take possession of you and all these things, right? But look at this. Verse 5. This is what Sovereign Lord says. My jealous anger burns against this nation. All the attacks that we have had in this season, all the direction where these attacks came in is now under God's scanner. My jealous anger burns against this nation, especially Edom. If you you read a chapter before 36, there's a whole description of what Edom as a nation did with the people of Israel. I'm not going there. That's the context here. But because they have shown utter contempt for me by gleefully taking my land for themselves as plunder. See, these people have not just taken the, the conquered the land, but they've destroyed everything in the land. They've taken the plunder and gone back to their respective nations. You know, it's like every prosperity and every, uh, you know, gold and silver that this nation had is now in the possession of uh, uh, an enemy. And they are glorifying the fact that they have this possession now while we sit empty-handed. And God is saying, you know what, I'm so angry. My jealous anger burns against this nation. Are you ready for this? What's coming up next? Verse 6 says, Therefore, prophesy to hills and mountains, the ravens and the valleys of Israel. This is what Sovereign Lord says. I am furious that you have suffered shame before the surrounding nation. Therefore, this is what Sovereign Lord says. I have taken a solemn oath. That those nations will soon have their own shame to endure. Ah, somebody's fighting for us. Somebody's taking our position. You know, this somebody is no nobody else but our God. He's putting Himself in front of us and saying that I take a oath. You know, oath is a very serious thing. It's like once you've taken, you can't go back. You know, I, I think there are a few professions where you have to take an oath, like doctors, lawyers, you know. You have to agree. You have to, you have to agree on certain things. And if you do things against that, then like, you're messed up. God is saying that I'm going to take an oath. And I'm going to make sure that all these nations who have made you suffered so far, all these people, all this situation, all the attacks that has come to you so far, they will have their own shame to endure. There is a vengeance, right? There is a revenge that is taken. We don't have to do anything there. That's the best part. God is taking our position, saying that I am gonna deal with this. Amen? Okay, look at this. Verse 8. But the mountains of Israel will produce heavy crops of fruit for my people, for they will be coming home again soon. Ah. When restoration hits, your productivity increases. you will be in a position to be proactive and do certain things in such a manner that you will be amazed. Oh, was this me? Did I have this capacity? The hidden capacities and the hidden abilities will now outshine. You know, some of you would start doing stuff You know, which you always dreamt about it. You know, which you would have thought that I want to do. But now you automatically have that in you. It was hidden in you so far. Everybody is meant to be productive in nature. Now it will be up the game. You will be so much of productive. you will be amazed by yourself. Like, what's happening? What's happening? It says, mountains of Israel will produce heavy crops of fruit. For my people, they will be coming home soon. Okay, verse 9. See, I care about you. Okay, hold on. I care about you. I will pay attention to you. Just stop there. I care about you. If, if, if we feel that, okay... Nobody cares about me. Nobody treats me well. I know I am this. I am that. I am just an object in the room that nobody looks at me. There is somebody who's caring for you. There is somebody who's paying such a close attention. Ah, you know some of us have been battling this for so long. I just want to release and declare this over each one of our life that our God is constantly taking care of us. He is taking care. He is, he, he is like, he's caring about us every single moment that we spend out here. He's paying close attention, you know, detailed attention. You might think I'm just one person in 8 billion people. But you know what? God is still paying close attention to each one of us. Your ground will be ploughed and your crops planted. Ah. See, when restoration happens, there are few things which gets removed out as well. Imagine that car again, which I said at the beginning. It's not the same car anymore. They're going to look into the certain things which they feel like, oh, I think this is something I cannot work with. Engine, gone. Let's change it. They will now accommodate a new thing in that place. Which means you have to now let go few things that you've been carrying for so long. That you've been so used to it. That you have made it as a part of your life you know like my my father often say Vijay, he has a very funny hindi uh, way of saying you know chalta hai <laughs> that chalta attitude is going to go away because so long we 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 been in that place and we didn't realize that it is impacting that is being removed and the new things are added. Because it's a change that's happening within. It's a change that God is bringing from there and here and fixing into us. That's why I said the spirits are getting upgraded. Because when that happened, it says uh, the ground will be plowed and the crops will be planted. That's a sign of new beginning. Planting the crops is the beginning of the harvest. I mean, if I can put it this way, that's the start point towards the harvest. You cannot harvest if you, can't, if you have not planted anything. It's, it's a new beginning. It's a new beginning that you're going to start from there. Amen? Are we enjoying this? Are we learning something? Okay, look at this. Verse 10. I will greatly increase the population of Israel and the ruined cities will be rebuilt and filled with people. Uh, Greatly increase the population. Uh, When I was reading this, uh, it just reminded of like a conversation that we were all having one fine day. We all know that we're moving to a new place, right? Yeah? And um, we were just saying that this new place can accommodate 500 people. But our, our church is only 100 people, right? What are we going to do with this extra 400 seats that we are going to have? God is increasing the population. This is a season where we will see the population being added to the church. There will be people who will be just drawn to come to our church. They will just want to understand this God who is. You know, they will be coming from different parts of the city. You know, every prophecy that we have had in this season, starting from uh, Prophet Chetan, if you remember, there are people being added from different parts of the city. You know, there are children and kids coming from college. This is something that he said, I still remember. They're going to walk into this place and they will be in awe of this God. And that's going to change their life. That's going to restore their life. Can we believe that? Can we be a partner in this process? Supporting the entire team? Can we believe and agree that as we move into this place, that's going to open up an opportunity for more lives to come and be changed. Amen? Amen? Amen. See, I'm telling you, see, this is one of the milestones that, as a church, that doesn't come very often. You know, we have an opportunity to partner in this process and, and make it happen in a very smooth way. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Can we all pray together that as we move in, God fill that 400 seats? To an extent now, we need to buy more, more chairs. You know, maybe maybe we maybe we outrun the space in one year, Apostle. One year, and we maybe have to look out for a new place. I am believing. I will greatly increase the population of Israel. And everything that was ruined will be rebuilt and filled with people. Every broken thing in us, every broken side of us is rebuilt. New heart, new spirit, new identity. Ah, come on guys, come on, come on. Can we celebrate this? Ah. (laughs) Amen. That's not it, that's not it. This is just the beginning. Look at this, verse 11. I will not only increase, verse 11. I will not only increase people, but also your animals. Okay, I was a little confused when I read about this verse, animals. And and my instant thought is like, God, is it like you're going to add more pets? (laughs) I'm like, God, if that's the case, please. You know, I'm not a big animal person or, or a dog or a cat person. You know, in a funny story, you know, when we got married... And my wife is a very animal person. She loves cats and dogs. Wherever she sees, she'll be like onto them. She'll forget me and she'll actually, uh, you know, go to them. And then she's like, I think when we got married, uh, we got married in August and she, she said, hey, I want a dog. I said, okay, we'll get it in December. Okay. That December passed. She said, hey, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't get me a dog. I said, hold on. This December? Like, I'll get you in December. The second year came. I didn't buy it. And she's like, hey, two Decembers, man. I said, I didn't tell you which year's December I'm going to <laughs> I kept delaying it. You know, now we have two daughters. And I realized both of them also like dogs. We were just talking the other day with Lucy and, you know, we were just telling, like, you know, now looks like I need to get a dog this December. <laughs> <laughs> but please pray for me. I'm not a dog person. I remember once what happened. Uh, like, this was when we were pregnant with our first daughter. She was nine months pregnant. It was the middle of the night. It was raining so much. And she's like, I think around 2 o'clock. She's like, hey, I can hear a puppy crying. I'm like, go to sleep, two o'clock in the night. It's raining heavy. And she's like, no, 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 her her dog senses are so sharp. She's like, no, I can hear a puppy crying. And she looks out of the window and she sees there's a puppy who fell in the gutter. And she's like, I got to go. I'm like, "Are are you mad? You're nine months pregnant, it's raining heavy. She's like, no, I will go get the puppy. She actually got the puppy home, she took care of the puppy, and it just made my life miserable. (laughs) You know, the puppy will sleep in the hall. I'll not go to the washroom at all. Because the moment I open the door, he will come and pounce on me. And I'm like, no, no. But I think I'm getting prepared for that, you know. Maybe this December. But hey, hey, look at this. It, It says it will not only increase the people, but also your animals. Now, back in the day, animals was a sign of wealth, prosperity. You know, people were not known by their bank balance back then, but they were known by how much sheep you have, how much goats you have, how much cows you have, how much camels you have. You know, that's how they understood how wealthy they were. You didn't get the point. It says it's not just going to increase your people, but it's going to increase our wealth in this season. There is a blessing of wealth that's coming on to you. And if if you've been in this ministry, I can vouch for the fact that you've experienced that already. But hey, you know what? There is a double portion coming to you. It's not me who's saying, look at this. I will bring people to live on you once again. I will make you even more prosperous than you were before. Oh. <laughs> whatever you had, whatever you had so far is fine. But I'm going to give you a double portion. The restoration is going to make some people so wealthy. You know, so wealthy that you'll be a source for many people. Uh, you know, one of one of my one of the areas that I've really been interested over this last two years is seeing young people getting into business. Um, it's it's okay to have one full time job. But you also need to have more things happening. You know, that's how you will be more wealthy. Let me ask you one thing. How many of you work in corporates here? Okay. I want you to tell me if you know anybody in your friend circle who worked for corporate has become wealthy enough. You know, like a a prophet often says, right? You are building their kingdom. You are making their life easy. What have you gotten back? And and, and this is my my desire to see that each and every one out here would have not just one, but multiple businesses, multiple source of income, multiple income streams. And we got to have that. You know why? Not just that we enjoy it, but it gives us an opportunity to build the kingdom of God. See, if we as a church needs to grow, if we as a church is growing, our income also needs to increase. Because as we know, when we move into this new location, it's going it's to add up more cost. It's going to add up more expenses. You know, the, the maintenance and electricity and everything to increase ten times more. Now tell me one thing, if we don't grow, how will we support the kingdom of God? I am believing and I am contenting that each one of us here will have multiple source. Each one of us will grow, will be prosperous in this season. That's one of the signs of restoration. Amen. I am believing that. Are you as well? Yes. People who's watching us online, are you guys willing? Are you guys listening? Yes. Okay, let's go ahead. Verse, verse 11, right? We did verse 11? Okay. Verse 12 says, I will cause my people to walk on you once again and you will be their territory. You will never again rob them of their children. Ah. The place that has been deserted so for so long, the place that was supposed to be supposed to be used to host his presence, become a barren land, become an unprotective land for so long. It says that God is going to use us in this season. To make that wasteland into a productive land. Into a land that was once used for wrong reason would be restored and rebuilt. You know, I I, I also feel like one of the reasons that God is moving us out of this place is now... Time to restore a different side of Horma. Yeah. <laughs> know, people out of, people outside Horma is not very excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I truly feel like we, you know, we have we have saturated place and we are still saturating, like how apostle said yesterday, we still got to saturate this place till we have. But now we have an opportunity to make an area or or a land, you know, probably that's one of the reasons why God is moving us into that direction to revive that side of the city. And may that become like a a, a lighthouse which shows light to different parts of the city. You know, I truly feel a sense that it's not just expansion. Obviously, we are expanding, no doubt about it. But with that, God is also changing the destiny of people in that area. Come on, come on. Ah. come on. Let's pray. Let's 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 pray for thirty seconds. Ah, we go to claim this world. We go to claim this, saying that yes, God, that's our purpose. That's our that's our goal. Ah. Yes, Lord, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, Father, the new place, the new venue, the new house is going to change that side of the city. We claim that. In Jesus' name, Amen, 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 Amen. I will cause my people to walk on you once again, and you will be their territory. You will never again rob them of their children. Verse thirteen. Now, if you look at this conversation that's happening, you know God is very, um, you know, He He knows how to give a constructive feedback. He's not like patak 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 at the beginning. He'll say, you know, things that's going to come to you. He'll also highlight what things have you done in the, in the past. You understand? You know, uh, in corporates, we use a method called a sandwich method. You know, it's, it's a way of giving constructive feedback. You know, if we have to uh, give a feedback to someone, we don't say, hey, you've done all these things bad. What is this? We'll say good things, then a bad thing, then end up with a good thing. So the person doesn't feel like, oh, I came out of the meeting room listening only bad things. Can you, can you understand what I'm trying to say? It's like a bread, then the meat, which is good, then the bread. Understanding? Okay, let's see this. Verse 13. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The other nations taunt you saying, Israel is the land that devours its own people and robs them of their children. This is our past. Verse 14. Verse 14 says... But you will never again devour your people or rob them of their children, says the sovereign Lord. So that, those things that we were doing is coming to an end. And that's why I said, few things God is automatically going to remove by default. The habits that we had, you know, which was putting us in that place again and again, again and again, again and again, is going to change after this season. You know, things that is being tempting us, you know, leading us there again and again. No matter how much we do, it's just not going. It's taken apart. It's removed. You know, you will never again, says the Lord. Verse 16. Then this further message came to me from the Lord. Son of man. Can Can we read this? Son of man, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by evil way they lived. To me, their conduct was unclean as women's menstrual clothes. Now God is making us, or rather reminding us, like how bad we were. You know, sometimes to change, we actually need to be shown how bad we were you understand what I'm trying to say? Sometimes for, to bring that change, you have to understand how wicked and how, how, how guilty we were. I mean, not guilty, but how badly we have done things in our past. And God is basically comparing our, our, our past to something which is unclean in nature. Verse 18. They polluted the land with murder and the worship of idols. So I pour out my fury on them. Verse 19, I scattered them to many lands to punish them for the evil way they have lived. But, verse 20, but when they were scattered among the nations, they brought shame on my holy name. For the nation said, this are the people of Lord, but he couldn't keep them safe in his own land. Ah one thing that God is always concerned you know if I can put it in this way is the fact that he doesn't like to take a hit on his reputation he is a just God he is a good God but as, as the nature of God it is one part of God himself that says that I created you. You have brought shame to my name. If something that has happened in this process was that God's reputation got a hit. God's name had a bad reputation that is being attached. Because it says that people say, there are people who are mocking this fact. There are people of Lord, but he couldn't keep them safe in his own land. Ah, that's like a shame that is brought to the name of Lord. And you know what? God is very serious about that. God doesn't like to take a hit on his own credibility, his own name. And that's where he's correcting us. This is verse 20, right? Verse 21 says, Then I was concerned for my concerned for my holy name, On which my people bought shame among the nations. You can see how God has hurt you. God is so unhappy that that his holy name was taken for granted. And it, it kind of speaks volume in our life as well. Now There are instances where we have taken his name for granted. His holy name for granted. you know bible also says that don't take his name in vain sometimes we 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 we've, we've been guilty of doing that you know this might be a small thing you know people often think it is a joke you know they use god in an instance and and put something on the name of god which is not good by the way you know if you understand the heart of god even that small slander hurts god because you're you're using Something that was given. You're just using it for granted. Okay. Then I was concerned for my holy name. I can feel the pain when he's saying this. I was concerned for my holy name on which my people bought shame among the nation. Oh. You understand what's happening now? God gave us all the good things. God is giving good things. Now he's also showing us where we went wrong. Okay, verse 22. Therefore, give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord. I am bringing back. Okay, hold on. We know for the fact we are being restored. That's for sure. But, can I tell you the reality? Can I tell you the truth? I am bringing you back But, not because you deserve it. Ah. I don't deserve this. But God is like, hey, you know what? I know you are not deserving this. But I am going to restore you. I am not worthy of this. But I am going to restore you. Now, that is also an agenda that God has is to make sure that he has the right reputation. You know, it's not like he's writing things off. No, 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 no. He's ensuring that he brings us into the right place, into the right direction so that now God can say that, hey, they have done mistake, they have gone through that, now I'm bringing them back. They've been in the bad place, they've understood it, now I'm restoring them. But because you, uh, not because you deserve it, I am doing it to protect my holy name on which you have bought shame. Oh. If you go ahead, it says, while we, you were scattered among the nations, verse 23, I will show how holy my great name is the name on which the shame among the nations and when I reveal my holiness through you before the very eyes, says the sovereign Lord, the nations will know that I am Lord. You can see how many times God is referring to the same fact that you've bought shame, that you've bought shame, that you've done this, that you've done this. You're not deserving. But I know that now I need to change you. I know for the fact now I need to restore you. I know that now you need to live this correct life. Because when he does that, it's also an answer for everybody who has mocked. Because why they transform and restore, he is also revealing the fact that he is the Lord. So when you start seeing change in yourself, don't give credit to yourself. I was like that. Now I'm like this. I have worked hard. No, 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 no. You have worked nothing. It's God who has transformed you, who have restored you. Give God the credit when you see that change. Amen. Amen. Because when I reveal my holiness through you, through me, through us, before the very eyes says the Sovereign Lord, then the... Go ahead. What is the next part? Then the nations will know the fact that I am the Lord. Amen? Amen? Are you already feeling feeling restored within yourself, renewed within yourself. Okay, it's not over. As I said, it's a long uh, list of scriptures. Are you okay to continue? Okay, let's go to uh, verse 24. For I will gather you up from all nations and bring you home again to your land. You're walking into our promised land. That's That's our word for the year. We are walking towards our land. We are walking towards the land that is being promised to us. We are walking towards the land that God has destined us. Amen. Verse 25. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols. See, when a restoration is done, before restoration you were broken you know we are broken there is things falling apart we are unclean, we are filled with filth God takes us to takes us in this process and now we are restored here but when we move from that place to here we are now clean like sparkling clean Amen. 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 Have, you, have you given ever your vehicles for servicing? Anybody? The moment you get the vehicle from servicing, you will feel like, oh, it, it, the, the car looks clean. The car looks like great. That's when you realize how bad you've kept the car for so long. <laughs> that's, that's when you realize how filthy was your car. But when you, when you realize that, you see the difference. If your car is unclean, you're not happy. You're not satisfied. You can go back and raise a complaint, but let me tell you: when God restores us, He will make sure that every unclean part of us is now removed. Every unclean side of us is now been uprooted. We will be like that brand new car out of the showroom, which is sparkling clean. Amen. Your filth will be washed away and you no longer worship idols. Amen? Okay. Verse 26. Read this with me. This is, this, is some, this is where you will realize the actual restoration. Okay, read this. And I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender and responsive heart. Come on. How many of us are interested to receive this new heart? This renewed heart. This restored heart. That's why I say, if you get a new heart, you have to change as a person. You cannot be the same person that you were with your whole heart you know it's like you got a new engine but you're still running in the same capacity i will put new spirit in you the spirit man is now getting upgraded there is a newness there is a freshness there is there is something that is so reviving that it will take out stony stubborn heart and give you a tender and responsive you know, that's the true identity of a Christian. We should, uh, oftentimes, you know, we, we, we say that we, we should have tender heart, responsive heart. Can you imagine that needs a restoration? Yes? Okay. Verse um, 27. Okay. And I will put my spirit in you, so you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. See, when we become, when we are restored, we now become God's property. There were so many people who were trying to take us and make their property. Now God is putting a stamp saying that you are mine. When I change you, when I restore you, nobody has a claim on you. Nobody has the right to use you, nobody has the right to touch you. Because when when his spirit comes into us, now we are his property. You know, we are called to work for him. And I believe that's a calling for each one of us here. See, it's not just it's just not the the certain group of people's responsibility, but it's each and every one who is in the Lord needs to have the same approach, the same mindset to follow what God has instructed. Amen? Verse 28. And you will live in Israel, the land I gave your ancestor long ago. You will be my people and I will be your God. Every other thing that we worship is taken out. Every other temptation that we lean on, you know, for a period of time, it's now broken apart. Because now, as I said, our identity has changed because now we live in Israel. You know, the land that God gave to our ancestors, okay? And God is establishing His relationship saying that you will be my people and I will be your God. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's move fast. 29, I will cleanse you of your filthy behavior. Okay, God has mentioned this twice, which means God is seriously interested in changing the filthy side of us. Okay, I will cleanse you of your filthy behavior and I will give you good crops of grain and I will send no more famines on the land. A restored child of God cannot be facing any more famines. A restored child of God cannot go through or will not have to face any famines. It will not break down, says the Lord. Because everything that is new, that is added, now gives us the capacity to accelerate that no famine will be able to catch us now. While the world will be struggling with famine and recession and, and, and all the economic things that's happening, we will still prosper. You know, that's, that's the decree. You know, that's the blessing that we have because there will be famine. It doesn't say there will not be famines around. I will send no more famine on on your land. On your life, in your family, in your business, in your relationship, in your offices, in your bank accounts. Famines are still going to be there. But it's not going to impact the restored child of God. Amen. Verse 30. I will give you great harvest from your fruits trees and fields and never again will surrounding nations be able to scoff at your land of its famine. Okay, let's go through verse 31. Then you will remember your past sins and despise yourself from all the detestable things that you did. God is once again reminding while I'm adding you all these things, I want you to remember, you know, It's not like I've given you and now you do all the bad things again. But keep a constant reminder that okay, this is where I was and this is where I'm heading towards. How many of you can testify that you have changed yourself as an individual ever since that you've known this God? Come on. Anybody who comes into contact with this God will not go unchanged. There is a transformation just by being in His presence. Just by understanding what He is trying to do. Amen? So, then you will remember your past sins and despise. Okay, let's go to verse 32. But remember, says the Sovereign Lord, I am not doing this because you deserve it. Oh, my people of Israel, you should be utterly ashamed of all Have you done? Okay, let's skip that. (laughs) No. (laughs) Again, it's a reminder, isn't it? Okay, that's the sandwich method. Remember, verse 33. This is what Sovereign Lord says: When I cleanse you from my sins, I will repopulate your cities, and the ruins will be rebuilt. Amen. 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 Things that we have felt deserted, things that we have felt that this was waste is now being rebuilt. It's gonna be repopulated. So, you know, where, where you find a lot of population in an area, in, in a city, it's where people live. It's people, where people grow. The areas which is probably deserted is something that is more used for other purposes, wasteland, whatever that is. But but. Where the population is more, there is a life. There is a growth. So all those places where there was less people and there was was things that was not giving us any productive result, God says that I will repopulate your cities and the ruins will be rebuilt. Verse 34. The fields that used to lie empty and desolate in plain view of everyone will be again farmed. Again, God is reminding us to be productive. God is reminding us to use the lands that could have been used to cultivate, to, to, to farm. And everyone, again, will be farmed. Can, can we, in this season, pray you know, that we use every given opportunity to sow a seed, to, to bring and harvest to His kingdom? See, it's not basically talking about the actual farming, but it, it is a metaphor that God is using that you will now become a way for others to understand who this God is now. You are now going to be used as somebody who's known to sow seeds in the fields, and through those seeds will raise up new crops, through, through new new plants and new uh, fruits. Amen. Verse 35. And I will bring you back. People will say this former wasteland is now like the Garden of Eden. The abandoned and ruined cities now have strong walls, are filled with people. Ah, Comparison of wasteland towards Garden of Eden. The wasteland that we were, now God is referring to us as the Garden of Eden. (laughs) Wow. The former wasteland, the filth, the the guilt, the the pain, and every sin, the area was so bad, so ruined, is now being transformed into the Garden of Eden. That's why I said, you're going to look beautiful. You're going to look marvelous. You're going to look like the garden of Eden. The abandoned and the ruined cities will have now strong walls. We will have strong foundations. You know, Some of us are going to go back in our foundation so deep, so strong, so rooted that nothing will shake us up. That nothing will pull us down. That nothing will bother. Because we have been rooted with this restoration. It says, right, cities now have strong walls and are filled with people. Verse 36, we are about to end. The surrounding nations that survive will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruins and replanted the wasteland. For I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do what I say. All glory to God. See, God is the key for our transformation. God is the only door that will lead us to a renewed life, a renewed approach, a renewed mind, a renewed and restored individual. Because when we are being restored, it is an opportunity for us to give glory back to the Lord. Because people are going to come and ask, hey, what happened? What happened to you? How are you doing this so differently? You look different. You talk different. That's an opportunity to give glory to God. Amen? Amen? For I, the Lord, have spoken and I will do what I say. See, God is somebody who says and he will do. And it is done. So whatever we have spoken so far, it's not my word. Do you think it's my word? It's not my interpretation. It is, see, I'm not even saying anything. I'm just basically reading the scriptures here. This is every word that God is speaking to us in this season. That I have spoken and I will do what I say. Amen. Okay. Let's go to verse 37. This is what Sovereign Lord says. I am ready to hear Israel's prayer and to increase their numbers like flock. Verse 38. They will be as numerous as the sacred flocks that fills Jerusalem Street at the time of festival. The ruined cities will be crowned with people once more and everyone will know that I am the Lord. Come on, come on. Celebrate Him. Celebrate Him. Celebrate Him. Celebrate Him. Yeah. Celebrate Him. Yes. Yeah. We are entering into a season, a season of expansion, a season of increase, a season of supernatural provision being provided to us, a season of clean, a season of beautification, beauty. A season where we would be looked as Garden of Eden. A season where every filth in us Would be taken out And would be restored Into our new identity. A season where God is giving us A new spirit. A new identity. A new approach. Every broken thing Is now being renewed every heart issues is now being cleansed you know every pain areas is now being healed you know everything that was bothering you and attacking you will be put down says the lord Are you ready for this restoration? Are you ready to handle this new change? Are you ready to take the corrections? Now, are you ready just to be at His feet? Are you even available? Because The only thing that we need to do is just to be seated at His feet. And He restores us. He's going to pick us. He's going to love us. He's going to hold us. He's going to care for us. He's going to love us. And in that process, He's going to change us. Ah. Come on, come on. Love Him, love Him. Pray, 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 pray. Rarashi. Pray, pray, pray. Call upon His name. Call upon His name. Yes. God, change me in this season. I don't want to be the same person. God, hold me and move me to the right direction. Every broken side of me, Lord, I expose it to you, Father. Lord, you work in me. Lord, you touch my pain areas, Lord. The burdens that is so heavy for me to carry, I give unto you right now. Because I am marching towards a path of restoration. And when I walk, you know, I don't wanna see what has happened. I wanna just hold your hand and and, then walk with you. And walk with you. I just wanna walk with you. I just wanna walk with you. I just wanna walk with you, Father. I just wanna walk with you. I just wanna walk with you, Father. I just wanna walk with you. I just wanna walk with you. I just want to walk with you. I just want to walk with you, Father. Yes, I just want to walk with you.